Welcome to Between Us Two, the Yay. podcast that gives you a real, raw, thought-provoking conversation. I'm your host, Treasure. And I'm your host, Brittany. Uh, join us as we dive into motherhood, conspiracies, and hard truths. Let's get this podcast started. <laughs> so that's two for two, B. I got you. <sighs> Sorry. Right. I don't know. It might be Whatever. a thing now. Yeah. Still corny. Oh, you know what? Honestly, we have truly been um, talking to each other at, like when I'm at work a lot more during the day. Yeah, we have. I honestly felt like the other day when we hung up the phone, because we started our phone call out on the phone. We weren't on mm-hmm. like FaceTime yet or anything. We were just mm-hmm. on the phone. And like, I think by the time we hung up, we had been on the phone for two hours. And that was before we even got to a FaceTime call. Yeah. We just have been talking a lot. That's a good You one. know, you're just sitting there right. trying to ring me a new asshole about all of my my beliefs, trying to call me out. No, because freaking. you're on your own journey. You're going to do what's best for you. And I am nobody to try to dictate or change you. You have to do that on your own if you want to. I am just being a friend giving suggestions like you gave, you've you given me. Yeah, it felt real judgmental. I do want you to know, I just saw a notification on my phone that Chris just opened the garage. So we might have a situation with a dog who's chilling in here, okay? We can uh, cut it but out, we'll though. see in a couple seconds. We'll see how it develops. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I've honestly been enjoying talking to you. I did realize the other day, though, when you, when I had stepped out of my office to go get something off the printer, um, like I could hear Nyla talking in the copier room, which made, which made me think like, you know, people can probably hear our full conversation. So like, I'm going to start dialing it down. And normally when I'm in my office, I do keep the volume up like to a comfortable level for myself to hear, but I think I need to bring it down a little lower. Why don't you used to wear headphones? Why don't you wear headphones? I don't know what happened to that damn charger. And the headphones, like, it requires this special charger. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the baby monitor because. Oh, I, think... I thought you were looking at Nyla popping into the room. No, no, no. I'm looking at the baby monitor because I think uh, Julian's about to put her down. Oh. You sent me a picture of the baby monitor? Huh? Did you send me a picture of the baby monitor? Mm-mm. I mean, not um, recently. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What did you send me that picture of that computer screen for? Oh, no, because I was you were showing you me. That, oh, I was you ready. Were ready. Yeah. All right, Crit Buster's looking. He's like, I'm gonna go, and you know the dog can open. I hear him revving his engine. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm gonna let him out. It's just no, because she's putting her pajamas on, but Nyla needs to get bigger size clothes because her head is so big like mine. Um, so when you're putting her shirt on and it, it's like 18 months, she starts crying because it gets stuck like right here. So she panics. Um, so that's is she you crying mean. right now? Um, No, but it's so funny because like, like what we do is when she starts crying, we say, uh, you're okay. And then we'll say, say, okay. So while she's crying, she says, okay. So uh, that's what I heard her <laughs> say. <laughs> but it's not really crying. Like she's fine after the shirt goes down. Like, yeah, she's just being, you know, kid. one thing that has changed since we were on the phone earlier is your full face of makeup. Yeah. Cause I did my video earlier uh, and I was no, like, well, I, saw you, I saw you, I don't know. I don't remember seeing the makeup. I, I was like, on the phone with you while I did my makeup. You were talking to Adrian. Oh. Yeah, okay. I was on the phone with you when I did it. And I was going to say, because at this point, it seems like you put a full face of makeup to go to Target. No, no, no. I recorded my video today. Okay. Um, And it'll be up hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to try to edit at my cousin's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What are we talking about today? All right. So I found this screenshot on Twitter. And the person uh, that posted it, it's at Nicole Lewis LCSW. She's a black therapist and coach. And she posted six points. They're not questions, but points. And I thought we should go through each one and break them down and talk about them and give them our views, uh, give our opinions on it. Okay, cool. I'm going to read the first one. Number one is a lot of people would be much better off single. You go first. Um, I agree. Only in the aspect that 
I feel like before you can like be put yourself in a relationship, you really have to be comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so many people go into relationships and I want to give a preface saying that I, um, I always have this relationship advice to give, and I don't always follow my own relationship advice. Um, like in my head, like, I feel like I know what feels right. Right. But sometimes in the moment, it's a little harder to follow mm-hmm. that. But I do feel like people need to, um, you know, understand what they want from a relationship, what they want from their self. Like they need to set the boundaries, set the expectations, the likes and dislikes before um, going into a relationship. And so many people aren't at that point. And so if that means that much people will be better off single, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely ag- agree with most of that. And I would want to add that. And it's kind of like what you said, that people need to discover who they are first. Like personally, yeah. like, I don't think that people should be getting into like serious, serious relationships, like out of high school in their 20s, because I feel like your 20s is a year, years of self-discovery. And I feel like maybe your 30s, you should be getting into a serious relationship or thinking about it because by then you've had experiences, you've been through stuff and you know who who you are. You've taken the time by yourself, but to see like some people are better off um, single. I think like, I think that is true because some people just, I've encountered, not encountered, but I've seen that some people have just been single all in the, most of their lives and they're just okay with it. But then that that could also mean that maybe they have trauma or stuff that they're dealing or not dealing with and they just prefer to be by themselves. I don't know, but I think it goes back to, like you said, like discovering who you are. I also want to add, because you just said, you know, you know, people seem like happy and stuff with being single. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I feel like would be a perk, and I this is not going to be a surprise for you to hear me say this. Um, when you're in a relationship that's, and we kind of talked about this, maybe the first podcast, when you're mm-hmm. in a relationship that is, I I say secure, but like secure as in like, you know, you're just having a relationship with this person, right? I'm not saying everything in your relationship is perfect, but you know, it's the safe sex. That you can't have that when you're living a single life, you are literally just, you know, playing Russian unless roulette. you're you know yeah I mean because unless you're like yeah what is that word when you're not having sex um is it monogamous it's or no celibate no, I think it with a C, celibate, celibate yeah. yeah if you're celibate like that's different but a lot of single people they're single but they're not celibate yeah which means that you're having risky sex you know I will say that's one of the the biggest parts of marriage and being in a relationship like a long-term relationship would be the free safe sex if you have the right person, that's not going to cheat and go out because a lot of times you I see said. cheating in, in marriages, secure. relationships. I yeah. said a secure relationship. Yeah. So. I mean, and you know what? And this could be another topic. I feel like our society has really gotten loose with like casual sex. Like, you know, like back in the day, oh, like yeah. growing up, like you used to save sex uh, before marriage and all that. Wait till you're married. Like, I feel like we need to revert back to that because like, look at the conditions that we are in now, as far as like relationships. Yeah. It seems like when you're dating or trying to date, that is like the only purpose that people want. I mean, men, women, they just want to have sex and then that's it. And that's just so... I've been in situationships like and it's just not fulfilling it's kind of like a waste of time yeah you know? and yes, I just feel I like agree. we have not to be I mean not for me not to be in a religious way but we just shouldn't we just need to get away from that like it's such I feel like just sex is Casual such sex? a yeah like I just feel like it's such a sacred thing thing of who you're giving yourself to and your body and I just I don't want to just give it to everybody I don't know I feel like when you say that though be you really take away from the aspect of sex being fun right like I feel like sex like people should have sexual freedom um Mm -hmm. now I I agree that like you should not just give yourself off to anybody who who's willing to do it but Mm -hmm. um you know if you're like in a committed situationship and you've been talking wait how can you be how can you be in a committed (laughs) I know it's not (laughs) Because I feel like you can like a, somebody that you're you're seeing and mm-hmm. you're just casually dating, you can see them over and over. It's you can still talk to this one person over and over 
um, and not be out seeing all these people, but not still deciding that it's a like a confirmed relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. you know solidified, but you can still hit that same person up all the time. Uh, I've been there. It only really works if that person is only hitting you up all the time. Exactly. You can't, because when you're not in this, but, but if you're not in a committed relationship and you're having casual sex, you can't control that other side of it. And that's the part that I don't like, because then that opens yourself up to like horrible things, potentially horrible. But what if you have, okay, let's just say you have this situation where you have like two, two adults who are um, really good friends they have really good sex and they just say, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, but you and I are in a committed situationship. Like there's no such thing in my world. No, you're like just literally sitting there. You're, you're pleasing each other. You're only pleasing each other, but you're not, there's no steps being taken to move your relationship beyond where it is. That's, I was in a very much situation like that when I was in Baltimore and for me personally it was draining and it just it started to feel wasteful because it's like like fuck am I doing like this shit isn't going anywhere yeah you know and it's just like what if it's somebody who like you said somebody who likes being single they're doing well being single but that sounds like it's you know a perk of being single but also you know having that free safe sex I don't know well you know with me transitioning out of my current situation I'm not doing I'm not doing that like I'm going to be celibate and wait because for one, the people out here move like are nasty, especially the men yeah. and lion. Like, yeah, no, I'm not doing what I was doing before. Like, I'm just. Do you feel not... like motherhood has? Yes, because kind of... I would. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want Nyla to do it. And even if I didn't have Nyla, I I I was starting to feel over it with the last situation ship I was in. I was starting to feel like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like this might also be because you're you're creeping up on 30 yeah next year's the big three of so i just you know it's like the 20s like i'm no i'm whatever i did in my 20s i'm not ever doing in my 30s like this is a new a new britney a new set a new life like i'm basically resetting everything that i've yeah. learned i'm i'm just learning and i'm resetting into my 30s and i will not be doing those same things so because i i want to see a different version of myself with different outcomes and stuff like that and i can't revert back to what i was doing cuz i already know yeah. what those outcomes are so yeah good okay yeah. you can read number 2 um if we nurtured our friendships more we wouldn't focus so much on romantic relationships ding 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 yes because you think so yes because and and i'm i think i i am one that probably did this too but i see this a lot where people these days are just so gun focused on relationships and being in love and like have you ever seen the post where the girls is like if i'm at the club with my girlfriends having a good time and my man says come home bye y'all like i don't i think that i don't think that's like i think that's corny and i don't think like girls should be doing that because at the end of the day like a situation like me and you we've been friends for how long like most of most of our lives are you know a better part of it and that's like the one thing that's going to be constant is like you like my my good friends like you I guess my sister Raven Tiani because I actually just talked to her today but no matter who I'm with if I get married, if I get a divorce, if I get into another relationship, situationship, I'm always going to have those friends. And I think it's important to nurture those because you can get love from those friendships. You just, the only source of love is not from a man. And I think that's where we're all getting confused with. Like we can get kind of like the same love that we get from men, from our friends, from our family, but we just have to nurture those relationships to get there. I mean, does that make sense? It makes sense. I think that it's important to nurture your friendships, but I think that it's also very, very important to have a friendship that goes out of the friend zone. Right? Like there's a level of intimate, like there, like in our friendship, we have, um, there's a form of intimacy, right? In our friendship. Like we have intimate conversations with each other because intimacy is not just about sex. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
there are things that I can do with my husband that I can't do with you. Right. And I feel like that's an important, for me, that's an important part. You know, there's a different connection that I have with my husband than I have with my friends. Um, I also really feel like it goes back to kind of the first statement, like with being single, like you so, you just have to be secure in yourself, you know, before you even put everything into a friendship, like that's platonic, you have to put it into, before you're putting it into a romantic relationship, you have to be putting it into yourself. Okay. Um, I feel like you have to um, just know for sure who you are, what you want. Um, because I feel like people who you can chase after a friendship relationship too. It's not just a romantic relationship. I did that. So, I mean, and that's not healthy either. But I right? realized, I realized as an adult or uh, a more mature adult, why I was chasing even after the friendship and stuff like that. So, but you agree that it's, that, I mean, it's not healthy to do that. No. It's yeah. not healthy to chase anything. But I feel like a, probably a big part of that was recognizing it in you and understanding why you were doing it. And then you get to a point of basically self-love, self-respect for yourself. And when you had that, you realize that, that you didn't need to do that anymore. And also right? realizing everything that you need or could ever want is inside of you. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to kind of depend on another person to fill you up or give you love or show you anything because you already have it within you. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I understand exactly. what you're saying. Yeah. You didn't make a comment about, um, you know, if you're out with your girlfriends and your husband or boyfriend is like, hey, come home. I kind of feel like we have a situation with like, I mean, not a, a, a like a big situation, but like if Chris has said, OK, it's time to come home. Like, as his wife and as a form of respect, if we've been out for hours, like, I feel like that comes with I think being in it's a relationship. Diff I think it's different if you're married, but, like, the TikTok that I saw, I don't know. I don't really remember what the circumstances um, of it, because I don't know if they had just went out, but I just know that they were just having, like, a really, really good time. And I guess the, the boyfriend, it definitely wasn't a husband, the boyfriend just wanted her to come home because I guess he was ready to go to bed or you know and they had their routine or something like that and I'm just like like what like I, I don't like know I don't control thing that's yeah so different. that's what it seems like but if it's respecting boundaries like that's also different now if it was like 4 a.m and you still didn't come home okay but if it's like 11 or 12 yeah. I'm like wait the night's kind of just getting started when we used to go to the club we wouldn't usually get into like 11 30 midnight and yeah. the club is over like at two so like I think it depends on the circumstances yeah I agree yeah I, I mean, mean I think it's never put your eggs in one basket meaning like I wouldn't say put all of chasing after the relationship like and that's the only thing you have like I think it's a good thing to have a balance of a good healthy relationship good healthy friend friendships and you know that you have different um pinpoints of love not just oh it's all about my boyfriend I don't really have any friends he's my only friend because then that kind of sets the relationship relationship up too. oh yeah exactly yeah. and so then when that relationship ends it's like what when that relationship ends what you're going to find happens is that you're going to immediately look for another you know, relationship, you know, like a romantic relationship because you, at that point, you feel depleted, you know? Yes. Because yeah. if this is the only thing filling your basket up and that leaves, when exactly. your basket's empty, you're going to look for that again. So mm -hmm. again, I really feel like I went with the first one is, you know, loving yourself, respecting yourself, drawing your boundaries for what you expect from a relationship, what you expect from a friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So far, we're agreeing on all of them. Yeah. You got the next one. I have a lot to say about this one. Okay. You don't have to stay for the kids. In fact, you're causing them more harm. Yes. And I, like I said earlier, I am transitioning out of a relationship, you know, church with uh, my child's father. And I think it's for the best because arguing um, the you don't like it's not a healthy uh what do you call it a healthy uh something to look up to it's not a positive uh look up to 
it's yeah. not a positive influence for Nyla because it's not yeah. it's just you could tell that we don't like each other or we're just moving around each other like it's yeah. not you know and I and I feel like um I had to come to terms with that because I grew up with a single mom and I immediately was just like oh I don't want to um grow up the same way and no matter what I'm just if I have a kid I'm gonna stay if we're married like I'm gonna just make it work so my uh child can have a two-parent household and then it's so funny because life put me in that situation where being with him it wasn't all bad but I just see it's, it's not gonna work I can literally see like how the rest of my life will be and I could stay and I, but that would mean sacrificing my happiness, which ultimately would change me. It would affect my parenting because I'd probably be more irritable, depressed, um, who Lord knows what else. And it would just be like a domino effect of negative things that ultimately would affect Nyla. And I don't want her to see her parents uh, bicker back and forth and say mean things and get have intense conversations because even though my mom grew up as a single mom my like they had a really really good friendship like he when he would come around um he would come around like with his girlfriend and from like my parties and just to come over just to sit and chill like a cookout and like him my mom always laughed had a good time was reminiscing so I never and I appreciate this because I never really saw my parents like argue cuss I've never seen my dad cuss my mom out and vice versa yeah. like it was always like a positive thing sometimes it was like cringy because like we would have like a cookout or something he would come and they, they'd be getting along a little too well and it'd be kind of weird and I realized I want that for Nyla because I just like had a moment like damn like I've never really seen them in a negative space you know yeah and I had to take a step back and be like, wait, if I stay, because I know this is not working, I could fake it. Like I, yeah. you know, fake love, but anybody can tell when it's not fake. And I don't want Nyla to have those type of experiences, even though it really like hurts. Like it really hurts that we're, she's going to grow up like in going back and forth. Cause that's what I did. But ultimately I think it's, it's for the better. So I feel like this will be the first one where we have, different viewpoints yeah and I don't want to say at first I want to say that if you're in a relationship that is harmful you know physically mentally emotionally for you or your children yes you should leave right but okay and Chris and I have talked about this before um mm -hmm. we're married but um uh, you know that but for the viewers I've, I've mentioned it Chris is my husband um we both grew up with single mom, broken families, right? Mm -hmm. um, my mom was just a single mom. My dad was dead, but he kind of had a broken family. Um, his dad was alive for a, a large part of his childhood, uh, but still a broken family. Um, and we have always said that that's something that we did not want to give Ella, right? We wanted to show Ella something that we didn't have. And one thing that Chris and I growing up, we didn't have examples of what a good marriage would be, right? So we don't have any examples to, to kind of lead from just what we see in media and stuff like that, which it's not realistic. You know, it, sure, it might be like a movie about a family, but like it's still their characters, right? you know what I mean? Um, and so I feel like knowing that in the back of our heads um, kind of reminds us like you know we don't have examples we're just doing what we think is best um and like we again we want to give Ella something that we didn't have um mm -hmm. we want you know and if us being together you know financially is better if she sees her parents together is better um I feel like the differences that Chris and I are having it really comes down to us like not understanding one another like not reacting well to how, you know, how we might feel about something, right? But a lot of the times those kind of things are not creating an issue in the space where Ella may be, right? I'm not gonna say mm -hmm. that we've never argued in front of Ella. Um, we have argued in front of Ella. As we've realized, you know, kind of through those past experiences, like we don't wanna do that, you know, and we don't do that nearly as much anymore. Um, mm -hmm but definitely it has happened, but like we're growing. And I feel like something that has remained 
you know, a thought in my mind is that it's a big reminder why you don't marry someone because you love them, right? Like, no, B, seriously, you're, I can't even believe your face went like that. Wait, you, what? Like, can we hit the rewind button? Just, you can't just marry someone because you love them. That's not nearly enough. Oh, we are That's clipping, not we are clipping your, this part of the podcast going up as a clip. What? Brittany, marriage, uh, love is not enough to make your marriage work. Uh, you I disagree. So? No, Brittany, let me tell you something right now. You love Julian. It's not enough to keep your relationship together. And that means that I don't love him like I thought I did. No, it just means that the other things of your relationship, the other parts of your relationship more or less have become too difficult. People can, you know, leave their significant other. They could have kids with them. They could leave them. And then 10 years down the line, when they're both married, you still love them. But love wasn't enough to keep your marriage together. That that's you don't marry someone because you love them. That's it's just not enough. Um, I think it's hard to really say that because we have we are two totally opposite situations, meaning that you have been with Chris for half your life, most of your life. You grew up with him. You literally turned into a woman with him. I have only known Julian. Two, and I was about to be two, like two, yeah, but I still, two years. Yeah, you say that, but sometimes I feel like that's a detriment. What do you mean? Like having grown up, you know. I think I it's no. I think I it's Chris. it's it's more it's more love. It's definitely you guys literally really built the found your foundation of love. So I feel like it is harder to walk away. Oh, it says we got ten minutes left. Um, oh my gosh! It's it's harder to walk away because you guys have been together so long which I understand and I wouldn't expect you guys to separate immediately no matter what happens or no matter what you say when you call or whatever like I don't expect that but for my situation yes because what I see or what I've seen I know that there's nothing that in the world that I could do or say to fix the situation it goes back to the first point uh, of the those questions you have to fill yourself up first you got to love yourself first before you can love somebody else and I just think that that is why the relationship is not working I can't I'm not a healer I can't fix anybody and I can't make anybody see that yeah but in that in in, in between all that I'm also not going to stay in a situation because I'm not going to lose myself just because I don't want to lose myself but I don't want Nyla to pick up on any of these negative habits or whatever. So I think yeah. the situations is is different. I feel like if you were in my shoes, you know, with the scenario of how long I've known him and just how we came about having a kid, I think he would probably agree with me that, it, it, you know. And then, because mar- marriage came up, like, cause I don't know if I told you, like, we we were gonna like go to the courthouse. And I think I God- think yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, yeah. I know you guys had gone through the situation with you know no, the rain, like we, but we called, looked it up, but yeah, it, you ain't telling me no shit like that. It was because you want because you want to know why? Because it was just like, well, you're Nyla, you're Nyla's mom. Like, I don't want to see you with anybody else. And at first, like you know, it was right after I had Nyla. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have my family. And then I was like, wait a second, I need to listen to what he's saying. Like, I'm not something yeah. or somebody that you can possess. Are you just marrying me because you don't want to see me with somebody else? Not because you really love me. And I'm so glad that we didn't do that because we would have been married for, what, six, seven months, a year? And then I would have got a divorce because I, I yeah. can literally see how my life would be. And it would be a miserable life for me. But, okay, I understand what you're saying. And in my mindset, our like the dynamic of our relationships are different all right stuff like for me I put this in my notes my notes are over here okay um I put in my notes that in my situation I feel like divorce or leaving is kind of the easy way out it would be so much easier to just say fuck this not working on that you know there are things that we're still working out you know 14 years in Mm -hmm. um we've been married this will be year four um but there are still things we're working out but leaving 
so, somehow just feels like the easy way. Like, oh, I give up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would, to me, it just seems like the things that we're arguing about really come down to us listening and hearing each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like those are things that can be, you know, worked out. Like, I, I honestly feel like, especially in this last six months or so that I have, I was telling you guys, you and Raven, like I felt like I was being much more heard. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that in these times, you know, there haven't been arguments, right? I mean, we're best friends, you you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I still felt heard. Like, I feel like the recovery from these arguments is better mm-hmm. you know because we're like you know we have an argument and this will kind of go into one of the questions we have down below but we'll have an argument and we're you know talking about our our argument like why are we talk? why are we arguing why are you feeling the way you're feeling so i i feel like in my case talking these things and kind of just getting to a point where we're like understanding hearing and listening to each other mm-hmm. uh, i'm not in a situation where my life is and not, you're not either. You're not in a, in a situation where you're, you know, you fear for your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm also, again, we, I'm, I don't want to go into specifics about, sorry, something just fell. In its I saw that little joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into specifics about our, you know, specifically about our relationships, but mm-hmm. um, they are just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I do respect your choice to leave maybe it's you know. maybe it's a, a a selfish thing but like because my my thing my main reason behind it is not even Nyla it's I don't want to lose myself in this relationship because I've been in a relationship where I was criticized uh for putting on makeup being myself and I would like okay well I want him to love me so you know what I'm not wearing makeup anymore I'm I, I was that girl I was that person mm. and so I know how that feels like and I don't want to lose myself because I could stay because I've been asked to stay you know like yeah. was like but I'm choosing not to because I see the red flags I recognize the patterns and I don't want to I think you told me this I don't want to get deep and deeper and deeper into this where it's harder to leave because right now yeah. I feel okay leaving but I know if I continue to stay and Nyla gets older, it's just going to be like, I'll, I'll, play, I'll just be like, for what? We've been together like this. Do you feel like that is going. what happened to me? No, because, and like I've always said, and I know you don't believe in this type of stuff. I feel like people come together for a reason. There's no such thing as coincidences. Even with me and Julian, I feel like no everybody you encounter, like, it's for a purpose. You and Chris are supposed to be together. And I think I've been saying this since y'all were young. Like you, I can tell you guys love each other, like throughout all the the bullshit, you can see that you guys love each other, but I think it's just getting past like two strong personalities that both of y'all got like a touch of egos like you can see the love that's why Not when, you, when you be saying again. other when you be saying wild stuff like oh this oh, is that i'm like no nah, trash like no like you see it but sometimes you have to get past your overconfidence your strong personality like the ego part of like being a human but i truly believe like you guys are like soulmates because yeah. if it if it truly wasn't like that you would be like me early on like yeah you know but But then that could also go into because I mean I'm not gonna say I've never thought about this you know you mentioned that we've we've both mentioned that like we've been together for a long long time Mm -hmm. I mean it's 14 years we've been married for uh I started dating him when I was 14 like treasure did not know you know treasure at 14 Mm-hmm. you know like I and like we again on, on podcast too I think we talked about uh like getting to know like knowing who we are mm-hmm. right like who really is treasure and I I said you know it's hard to distinguish like I'm treasure the employee I'm treasure the mom I'm treasure uh you know the wife but like when all those things are set aside like who am I and I'm I'm still on a, a path of discovering that mm-hmm. right um so sometimes I just wonder you know it's been a long time which is why I said earlier that 
it could be a detriment that we've been together for so long because I am so used to it. Now I do know, I deeply love Chris. Chris deeply loves me, but again, that's not a reason to get married. I think you guys have a lot. We're at a minute and 43 seconds, but I think you guys okay. have a lot uh, to learn from each other. Yeah, I agree. But it's, I think it's we've like already been open so to receive it. Hmm? I said, I feel like we've already learned so much from each other. Mm-hmm. We come from like, we come from the same hometown, but very different growing up experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's kind of humbled me in a, in a way, mm-hmm. uh, which you probably would say you can't notice. No, um, I do. Uh, but it does, it definitely does humble me. And I feel like our experiences growing up um, kind of help us to appreciate the things that we have now. So we were talking about um, like how, just like Ella not experiencing the things that we experienced uh, growing up. Like Chris and I both grew up having roaches in our house. Like Chris had rats, like, and I'm like rats. Like, you know, I can understand a mouse. He's like, nah, we have rats. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> But like I being mean, hungry, like I never really yeah. experienced like that I can remember. I don't remember experiencing like hungriness, but like Chris has like truly experienced hungriness like as a child. Mm. Um, and it's like something, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Ella about like the roaches, like, cause me and my sisters always joke about like how we used to have like these albino roaches. The roach would be white, like it was bleached. And it mm. was literally, you know- I've seen well, those. They were weird. Or yeah. like you get your your bag of uh, uh, raisin bran and all of a sudden the raisin moved, not a fucking raisin bran. <laughs> but like, and Ella will laugh when we're telling these stories, but like to her, like that's like fiction. That's not real life. Yeah. Like that's, it's not real, right? Because mm-hmm. she's never experienced that. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, that does help drive us to make our marriage work, right? Because life would be so very different for Ella if, it weren't right if, if mm-hmm. we weren't together it would be different you know in quite a few ways yeah but our next question I want you to read it okay let me see I heard my god child oh you do hear because they're playing basket like they he brought her hoop out to the living room <laughs> but she's supposed to be in bed but yeah I told you she whatever, wanted to she's bed. occupied and not sleepy uh, time Right. Uh, okay, number four. Marriage is a business deal, even if you don't view it that way. All right. So I kind of thought about this one for a while. And I actually was telling Chris the other day about how it was a business deal. And then I thought about it more today. And I feel like got similarities to a business, but businesses fail, right? And that's not something I want for my marriage, right? So like in that aspect, I don't, want to say that my marriage is like a business I do feel like it's similar because in a business you want it to be successful Mm -hmm. right um that is the goal and I want my marriage to be successful right Mm -hmm. and I think when you kind of think about like in the United States what marriage is like you know you have to go to the courthouse you have to get a marriage license like all that sounds very Mm business-like that's weird right But then I think about it, you know, I'm Christian. So I think about it like with God, right? Like I want God to be in my marriage. God's not typically in business, right? And I feel like marriage is like a covenant that you have between you, your spouse and God. Like when you're saying your vows, we just went to the courthouse, but God was mentioned in our vows, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so I feel like the entrance of having God in your marriage takes it away from being a business, yeah. But okay, I don't want to say but. But's not the right thing because it's not a condition. However, um, yeah, however, <laughs> um like I was telling you earlier, still feel like uh you being in love with someone is not the reason you're going to the altar. You know, when you do when you get married, you have to understand that it's much more than just love, right? Like you're joining two people, two sets of finances, two families, right? Like it's much deeper than love. And I'll even chat the littlest bit. I love Chris so much. Chris loves me so much. Uh, Chris's mom is awful to me, right? And Chris and I can agree on that. Uh, that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. But like I married this this person, this man, um, and 
you know, you have to think about all that stuff before you just get, you, you get into a marriage, right? This, it seems like you kind of just married him just for love. I mean, did you consider that, all no, those things? No, 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 because no, 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 B. See, when me and Chris got married, we had already been in love. Marrying really wasn't change. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I just, uh, it really goes beyond that, but it's not because it's a business deal, but like we thought about like us buying a house. We thought about us being able, like, you know, we, now we have a house, we we own cars, we have a child, you know, if something were to happen to either of us, us being in this marriage that's like by the government kind of protects certain assets, protects, you know, if we were to die, it protects Ella um, in some instances, like, you know, just with the line of secession, um, that's the part of marriage, which I feel like is like a business deal, but like, we thought about that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and just, you know, joining our two families, we were already a family when we had Ella, like that made us a family, but I feel like it's a reason I tell you, I just said like, you know, Chris's mom is awful to me. Right. But we got married and we were talking last night about why do I go to these functions? Right. Because I Mm -hmm. did join this family. Mm-hmm. I go to these functions. I enjoy these functions. I can't really control how Chris's mom reacts to me at any of these functions. But Chris does the same thing. He does my family things because it's a it's a joint. You've just joined together two families, right? And I feel like we do our part to um to do that. Like so, I do yeah. go to these functions and I have fun. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place. No, um, I'm not looking at my notes sense. very well. I felt real um passionate about this um but i i feel like it's not the reason my main point is that it's not a business deal as long as you have god in it because um god's just not something that we usually see in business you know tr- a separation yeah. of church and state well i don't really have any opinions on this because i've never been married but i mean i can see how people um go into it for other reasons because some people marry just for security so maybe that's the business deal aspect of it like oh I don't really love this person but this person got money and I know an example the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um Erica she was like in her 20s and she married like somebody like 30 years older than her he was a very he's a very um successful lawyer in LA and she already had a son from her first marriage Uh, that failed so I mean she doesn't admit this she claims she loves him but I feel like she went into it well because her first marriage failed she wanted to be in LA so she can like have a career a singing like musical career and Mm -hmm. that was that was her way to get there because how they met was she was a server at a restaurant out there in LA and then they they she just latched on to him and then they've been married for however a long time and then they recently separated because of some other stuff but I can see how people use marriage for other things and maybe that's what that part of it means also like marrying for security even though you don't really love that person uh, marrying for money um, marrying for status maybe that's other business business sides of it I mean I don't know I feel like I cut would be nice for you to kind of shed some of your thought on marrying for love though. Marrying for love? Like I feel like there are other, you know, other than Jul like no, including Julian, you have loved people. Mm-hmm. But they weren't marriage material for you, right? And I'm realizing that he's not marriage material for me either. But you still loved it. Oh, I feel like you having been in love with other people. I've not been in love with anyone other than Chris. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't um, think in, in all of my years, I don't think that I experienced like a really true, genuine, like in love, healthy love yet. I think in, I was in hindsight. Yeah. But like in the moment, did you feel like you were in love? Uh It's kind of hard because now when I'm looking back, analyzing the situation, I realized that I was like trying to like 
like seek enforce something that I should have been looking for in myself so maybe I was forcing myself to love these people so I can actually feel love because of the lack of it from my childhood I mean I don't want to say that I I mean that I didn't love people but I think I was I just kind of forced myself so there was no one that you felt like you were ready to marry because you loved them so much no no other than Jordan no, because I feel like I only wanted to marry him because he was Nyla's dad. I mean, yeah, Nyla's dad. And I didn't want to be a single, I didn't want to be a baby mama. Mm. So I was I was running from that. And then running from that, I ran into what my life could be like. And I'm like, oh hell no. Yeah. So okay. maybe I have like I that. I've never heard you say it like that. And I... I think that that's my first time saying it out loud. Okay. Yeah. I, I really like that. That coming was to terms a good analogy. Yeah. Coming to terms with a lot of things and not I, I'm I'm getting better at not being attached to a lot of things. Like if something is yeah. gonna go, it's gonna go. And that is what's something meant for you will be. Exactly. And that's one thing that I struggle with, even with that's how I ended up at that job for five years because I was so attached to it. I didn't think I was just so stuck inside the box that I didn't realize there's a whole world out there that I can literally create the life that I want. And the same thing kind of like a relationship. And I mean, growing up, I think you guys could say I was very sensitive and clingy and, you know, in my own way. And now I've got to the bottom of that. And now it's just like relationships. Somebody's going to go friendship or relationship. Okay. Bye. Life goes on. If I lose a job. All right. What's the next thing, you know? Just being yeah. able to go with the flow, like how a river goes down and then you see the rocks form and then it just goes right by and it keeps flowing. Like One that's second. what I'm doing. One second. I gotta let the dog out. Uh, um, yeah, I I I I get it, B. Yeah. I like it. Because we can't control life. I mean we can only control no. how we respond. So it's just exactly okay, this happened. All right. Next, what's next? I'm gonna make the best yep. of it. And again, going back to that first question, I mean, knowing yourself, knowing what you want for yourself, setting these boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this next one, I'll read it. I'll let you go first. All right. Your partner is not supposed to be your peace. They can only enhance your life or they can enhance your life though. That's what it says. I agree. Because everything that you could possibly ever need is inside of you. And you do not want to place your peace in somebody else because when they leave, they're taking it with them. And then what does that mean? You're disrupted and you don't know what to do. I've been there. I've been that distraught, specifically relationships, even with like my mom, like personal relationships, like, what am I going to do? I'm so depressed. And then now I feel like, you know, at 28, about to be 29, I'm like, all right, like everything I need is within. There's no, but there's nobody, there's nothing on earth. Like anybody on earth can't take anything from me because I already have it. So yeah, and you shouldn't put that type of pressure on your partner in the first place because that's a heavy load. Your partner is worried about their peace and their struggles. And then they got to also add that to their plate to make you feel at peace. Like that's just a lot. I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Mm. I feel like I do agree with this to an extent. Okay. And in my notes, I put that you should okay, fully find, you should fully find peace in yourself. Right. But like, I do feel like Chris should be a peaceful place for me. Right. Yes. This should be a, a peaceful space. I should be able to go to Chris. And if I need to unload, right. Like he should have the capacity to handle you know, my unloading, maybe not all the time, because I am not really a believer, like, and people always constantly unloading everything from themselves onto other people. Like, I think you do a great job with journaling. Like, I feel like that's a great yes. idea. If you have a lot that you need to unload, there are other ways. Oh, I'd be unloading in my journal, girl. Yeah, I feel like it's, sometimes that's better than all the time. That's going to be better than um, fully unloading on somebody else. Okay, that's kind of like trauma dumping. Yeah. I used you to know? do that. And oh my God. I used to do that. It's not, it's not good. You know, 
that, that could be a lot for somebody else to bear. Uh, but yeah. I do feel like, you know, he should be a place where I feel at peace. I shouldn't come home and he's, you know, causing me more stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, I still feel like you have to have peace within yourself. Um, so that if, if for some reason, you know, it's not a peaceful time, like you, like, like maybe in your relationship or in your life, or maybe I come home and Chris isn't there, like I should be able to kind of like we say with baby, like self-soothe, right? Mm -hmm. So that, you know, you have to have peace within yourself to do that. Yeah. And I also wanted to add that, um, I feel like there should, you shouldn't allow people in your life that like aren't helping you. I tell Ella and Elijah all the time, and maybe you won't agree with this, but I say that if somebody's not helping you, they're hurting you. And that's not to say that everybody in your life, you need something from everyone, but mm -hmm. if they, they can enhance your life, people should enhance you. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they're not like, that's a detriment to you. Yes. Um, and so I, you know, I let them know if they're not helping you, they're hurting you. And you don't need people like that in your life. You know, same thing I would tell Nyla. I mean, that's where, that's why I'm making the decisions that I'm making now because I don't see the, the 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 helping in this situation. I don't have yeah. peace. When I feel like I do have peace, I have to deal with wildness. And yeah. I'm big on peace. I've, I'm an introvert, very much okay with being by myself. Like, and if I, yeah, if you're not enhancing anything, I mean, even with my relationship with my mom, you gotta go. Yeah. You know? And that's, that was hard because it's your yeah. mom, but it was better for me personally because at the end of the day like we're coming into this world by ourselves and we're leaving by ourselves like none of these relationships really truly matter it's just about our, yeah. our journey you know so yeah. I mean they're nice on the way like on the way to where we're going but you know I think that's another uh point of like detaching too but yeah the I feel thing, like that last statement was I felt like it didn't resonate with me because I feel like, you know, do you feel that way about Nyla? Mm, I think about that and that's tough, but I pray and I hope that I leave the earth before Nyla, like in the way that it not, like it naturally yeah. should be. But even yeah. in that moment, I get sad because then she's going to go through pain. Cause I, but I, think I feel about, like, like it's a statement you said of like, you know, you, come into this world you go out alone like all the relationships basically don't matter right but like the in between oh my well they God. don't I, I don't mean they don't matter but I I say that because like we just we just don't know like something could happen you know knock on wood something could happen to me tomorrow yeah. you know like we just don't know and that's what they say you don't know when you know you, nobody knows when they're gonna die and like when you really think about that in perspective like like that, that shit is crazy you know yeah I'm gonna try to pull something up um that's I guess that's what I mean by like detaching because it's so that's why I think it's important to stay present and to cherish the relationships in the moments you have now like every single day like it's gonna be your last because you you don't know and that's like yeah that's Nyla like I don't feel guilty that I have not had work since April because I have spent so much time for, with her and made so many memories that I probably couldn't have did if I was still working you yeah. know and you just I don't like to think about that but you just don't know like something could happen to her something could happen to me where I could leave this earth before her you know and I just yeah all you have is memories so I yeah. think that is just but really, I feel like what is so important, you know, I don't know. It's just when you said something about, you know, you basically you die and that's just it. Right. But I feel like what really happens is like everything that's so important in your life is going to be from the time you were born. Um, like it, what matters is, is the, the in-between, right. At my mom's funeral, my cousin read this poem and I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't even remember what it was called. Um, and honestly, what I would like to do is put a little picture of that poem like right here so that people can read it. Um, mm -hmm. Because it, it just basically was saying that um, the dash, oh, that's what it was. It had to do with like the date. Like my mom was born in 64. She died in 2021. Um, the dash is the most important part about your dates, right? Yeah. Because it represents everything that happened in between. So I feel like, you know, you say, oh, um, you know, 
you die, you come alone, you die alone. But like everything that really matters happens I, I didn't mean that. it like I didn't mean it like in that cold way. Okay. I mean, I I know like it's <laughs> it's so important what we do in our lifetime because our time is limited. Yeah. And we don't know how limited it is, which is I'm not gonna say the scary part, but what is just like the real part. We don't know. Like Yeah. Did you like all the people like that passed away? Did you think that they woke like when New Year's came, did they think, oh man, I'm gonna die this year? Like you just yeah. you don't know. So it is absolutely important of what you do in between. But what I mean is like when you go, like if there's a heaven, if there's a hell or whatever you believe in, whatever I believe in after we die like you're on that journey like by yourself and hopefully I would hope that you would see your family members you know when they pass too in heaven or whatever you want to call it too but at the end of the day like you're kind of just on this journey by yourself but I think it's a blessing that we meet and come across the people in our lifetimes while we're like conscious and just alive now like in human form and just adding that I feel like that's why it's so much more important while you're alive to protect your peace right? Like be limited and be, you know, mindful of who you're letting into your life, Exactly. you know, and how much of your lifetime are they taking up, right? Like it, the mm-hmm. time that they're taking up in your life, was it worth it? You know, did they add, did they enhance you? Mm-hmm. And if not, they need to hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir, girl. Let me see. You want to read this next one? Or you want me to do it? Well, who did I read the last one or did you read it? I think I did. Okay. Um, going to sleep mad at each other isn't always bad. Sometimes we need to process and gather our thoughts. Okay. I feel like these are completely separate thoughts. This should be uh, a six and a seven, not just six. So I let's, feel let's like... treat it as six and then we'll go to seven. No, 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 because the statement is all together. I feel like I need to I need to speak on it as the statement was. Okay. My my thought is that they should not be together statements. Um, so first part, going to sleep mad at each other isn't always bad. I 100% disagree. I feel like it's so hard to go to sleep when you're mad at each other, at least in my experience with Chris. Like we could be mad and then we could not talk. We can get upstairs to the bedroom and then it's like, okay, but we're used to a bedtime routine, right? In a bedtime routine, not it's not, I'm not saying these in any special order or that these happen every single time, but like, I like to, um, you know, move Chris's leg around, right? Like, you know, we cuddle, he'll scratch my back. He'll give me a massage, he'll massage my head. You know, those are all parts of like our normal nighttime routine. We might want to have sex, right? Like all that goes into the nighttime routine. And if I'm mad and Mm -hmm. I go upstairs, what happens almost always is that some aspect of that nighttime routine still happens, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm upset, but like this, this is how we go to bed, right? And now we're in the same bed, you know, obviously we share, we, we share a bed. So now I'm mad, we're in the same bed and, you know, we've either had sex we've given he's given me a massage and then it's kind of like the feelings become diminished right they become smaller Mm -hmm. but then what happens is you wake up the next morning right maybe they're not right fresh in your head anymore Mm -hmm. um and they really don't become a problem again probably until you get mad and now the problem that you had the night you went to bed mad but then you you know the routine kind of just diminished those feelings now they've festered right because they didn't go anywhere because you didn't talk it out Mm -hmm. um and then you get into another argument and it's an even bigger argument because now it's not just the new argument but it's also that from this part that happened from last time that you wanted to talk about um so i 100 don't think that you need to go to bed um mad at each other now the second part we need time to process Yes, I think that is so important. Like you need time to process because sometimes what I find with myself is that there is something that we're having a conversation about or something that we're arguing about that I might just be having heightened emotions, Mm -hmm. right? And if I'm having heightened emotions, the way I'm going to respond right away is not going to really be how I want to respond, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm just like basically rapid fire saying anything that comes out of my mouth. That's not a good idea. I think you yeah. need to take the time for yourself. Um, 
try not to argue at nighttime because it's not a good idea to go to sleep mad. Take, I... take the time you need. Oh, wait. I heard oh, I and also, I... let me just add in. If you do go to bed with a nighttime argument and you're mad at each other, I feel like go back journaling, jot down your concerns. Jot mm -hmm. down why you were mad. And I'm not saying to do that to harbor these negative feelings, but I really just feel like you don't get past the negative feelings unless you do talk about it. Right. Right. Because if you don't talk about it, I really am a strong, firm believer that what happens is it just festers and it grows and those bad feelings just grow and eventually they come back to light. Mm. I agree. Kind of, because I, I guess I have a different uh, view. I, I used to have that view, um, saying not to go to sleep, mad at each other, kind of similar to things that you said. And also because like you could like die in your sleep and then that, would you be okay if that was the last thing that um, you said to him? But being in this situation, we, we do that all the time. And I've kind of like detached from those beliefs. Um, and I, it could just be because the situation that I'm in, um, where I'm just like, okay, it is what it is because we're going to go to sleep. We're going to go to sleep mad and not talking to each other. And for me, like, like waking up in the morning is like a reset. It's like a refresh for me. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to be fine because I know, like, and I'm speaking from the situation that I'm in. I know yeah. that I didn't genuinely do anything to you. I didn't cuss you out. I didn't call you any names. I didn't cheat on you. I didn't do anything to you. I know that you're dealing with internal stuff. So I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to sleep my eight hours. I'm going to have a good rest and I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to move on. And yeah. we don't have to talk about it. Cause I think, you know, in the situation that I'm in, I don't need to talk about anything. I don't need closure. I don't need none of that because I know I'm not, it's not me. And yeah. I, that, that kind of sounds selfish, but it's truly, it. you, you know, the details, it's I know, not yeah. me you know yeah. so my view on that has changed but maybe when I get to a healthier relationship one that is like genuinely balanced and healthy and it's like an equal of of giving and taking I probably I would probably do what you do you know like I wouldn't go to sleep mad because I'm, I will be with somebody that we can talk and have an adult yeah. conversations and get to the bottom of things and come to conclusions on how we're going to figure this out yeah, because I can, from experience, you know, you say you don't wake up mad. If me and Chris have gone to, a, a, like, the night mad, I'm going to wake up still feeling angry, right? Like, I'm going to be, and mostly I feel like I'm angry because we didn't talk about it, Yeah. right? Like, I didn't feel heard, and then here I am, uh, you know, talking to y'all in the group chat, you know, kind of <laughs> decompressing a little bit, and it's mm -hmm. like, if you just think, like, what I'm saying to y'all in the group chat the emotions are even stronger when I'm communicating to Chris. And at this point, you know, now, because it's the next morning, it's all happening through text because he's at work, I'm at work, you know, or I'm mm -hmm. driving to work. And now we're trying to have this conversation, which is, again, even worse for us because it's hard to convey your feelings or how you're trying to say something in a text message, mm -hmm. right? Voice memo, girl. <laughs> I never do that. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I just when I'm driving. I feel like, you know, that's why it's important to just kind of, no, I'm not going to say right away, you know, it can, you can take some time to cool off, Yeah, but yeah, you know, sure. just addressing, addressing it. And this doesn't really go into this, but lately I have been telling you, telling you that I feel like it's important for, you know, as husband and wife, like if me and Chris are going through disagreements, I told this to Chris the other day, like, I feel like it's so important for him and I to be the ones to work it out. Like, you know, historical Who else treasure. would it be? Yeah, but like, I feel like when you go to your friends and you're like telling your friends about everything that's happening, like, like you, you can remember us talking about this, right? Yeah, but that's what I said. It depends on what friends you have. I can speak for Raven, but I can speak for myself. I'm more so like just a listening. I've, I've never really given you like advice, you know? I know, but- but I'm saying like, you're listening, but you listening has not done anything to change the situation. Well, I'm thinking you venting and getting, remember that one time you were venting. I don't know if it was about Chris. You were telling me something that bothered you. 
oh, it says running out of time. Um, nine minutes again. So you were mm. telling me something that was bothering you. And by the end of the conversation, I really hadn't said anything. And you were like, you know what, Brittany, I just needed to talk, talk it out. I understand. I get it. And I think you said you were going to call whoever, but you just needed to talk it out. And then you, you, you figured it out. So that's the type of friend you have with me. Now, I know there are friends out there, like like how we talked about the other day, that will, oh, girl, well, fuck him. Like, you know, like, we'll try to give you, like, unsolicited advice. I think yeah. those are those are the type of friends that you don't want to tell everything to because when you guys patch it back up and you guys are back good, that friend could still be upset and then it could start to cause problems if you're going to do like a big friend outing and that person is giving like your husband shade or something like that. I think it just really depends on the type of friends you have. Yeah, I don't know, B. I still feel like, and maybe it's because Chris has said something about it, you know, about me talking to my friends, you know, about our personal business. Um, like, and normally it's like an argument, but like, I just started thinking like, you know, what can't, like, you can listen to me, but like, what, beyond listening to me, well, like, what else is me telling you going to change anything? Like, the only people that can change what's going on that I'm not happy about or he's not happy about is him or I. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. to think about. Did we have, well, we only and, got and nine I, minutes. Ooh, okay, whoa, 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 my, my quote of the day. I'm going to add it in. Okay. Um, the quote of the day is by Henny Youngman, and it is, the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret. We kind of talked about this a little earlier in the week. To me, that quote means exactly what I was just saying. It means it remains a secret because you're not talking about it. You're not talking about what's going on with other people. It's a secret, right? Because your marriage is a, a sacred covenant between, you know, you and your spouse and God and you know Brittany's not included in that circle Mm -hmm. you know so I mean the way that that the way that I interpret it is kind of like a joke it's a secret because nobody knows that's that's what I that's how I interpret it but I mean yours makes sense too oh so long farewell to you my friend goodbye for now until we we meet again it's been great no see i don't know it's not coming up for me i said so long farewell to you my friends friends. goodbye for now until we meet meet again. again okay go ahead it's been great to play and sing together in the box and now it's time to say goodbye. Skinny bop bop. <laughs> so long. Farewell to you, to you my, my friends. Goodbye for, for now. now. Until we meet again. There we go. Not us having an acapella group. Oh, right. See you guys on the next episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe comment you know interact with us let us know what you want to hear yep peace peace